0: Welcome back students of the dojo this week we're continuing our look at Tasha's Cauldron of Everything the newest addition to 5e Dungeons and Dragons
1: today we're looking at the optional class features for the bard and the bardic college of creation support
0: the dungeon masters dojo by heading over to apple podcasts and PodChaser and leave a review take the time to leave a comment as well This helps make us more searchable to those listeners interested in content such as ours. But more importantly, we want to know how
1: we are doing and what topics you would like to hear about. Another way you can support the DMD is by buying the DMD a beer, so we can continue to deliver quality content to you, our listeners. This also helps us upgrade and replace equipment. Head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash the DMD and buy us a beer or three or five. Don't forget to say something nice or mean. We don't care. You're buying us a beer. Now on to this week's episode.
2: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of Dungeon Mastery. I'm your host, Louis Zapante, and these are your Dungeon Masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's head to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Hey Bill. Hey Scott, how's it going? Hey Lou. Very good. How are you? Not too bad. I guess we're talking about the optional features for the
0: Bard. We're talking Bards today. It's pretty exciting, but before we get started, I want to thank Rick and Mike Mahaney, because they have been supporting us on anchor with uh, monthly support support S- support. So yeah. thank you guys for for doing that. It means a lot. It does. We thank you a lot. And we got, hey, we got a a new follower on uh, on something too. Podchaser, Podchaser, Podchaser. Yep. yeah it's uh, I don't want to ruin the name, so I'm going to look it up really quick so that we can give. Him a shout-out. So, thank you very much, Mr. Cheesy Crumpet, for following us on Podchaser. I hope you continue to enjoy our content. I'm
1: just guessing he might be part of our UK following. Could be, but I tell you, Cheesy Crumpet sounds like it'd be good going about
0: now. Cheesy Crumpet sounds pretty good anytime. Anytime. Yeah, Yeah. I could go for a Cheesy (laughs) Crumpet. But thank you very much. We appreciate uh, that. Appreciate the making follow. me hungry, and for following us on Podchaser.
1: That's awesome. That's all our call-outs, I think. For this week. That, for this week. week. So the Bard. Yeah, one of my favorites. I enjoy the Bard. I do too. Um, it's, it's one of those classes that's, you know, the introvert that I am where it's really hard to get anything out of me and I hardly talk at all. Yeah, Um it's perfect for it's, you. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. <laughs> Just don't ask me to sing. I believe I have already mentioned earlier that if I do sing, it will probably sterilize any small animal, 10 pounds or less. So, uh, yeah, no no singing for me, but I'll, I'll try to tell a good story. And I play the harmonica. That's it. It's the only oh. instrument I can make sound that doesn't, Oh, that's the thing with the bard. You don't have to play an instrument. You can be a poet. Yeah. yeah. A color. comedian. Yep. 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 Yeah. That's fun. But yeah, it's it's your interpretation. Yeah, uh, they get musical instruments, but sometimes it's just strumming one chord for the background or two chords, and that's it. That's yeah. your, like, that's you, the extent yeah. of your musical ability. You could be an Adam Sandler uh,
0: uh, bard, you know, where the guitar is nothing but a prop, and you just pluck it every now and again yeah. while Oing. you sing your silly comedy song. That Thanksgiving <laughs> song? Yeah. You know, or or yep. your instrument could be a sledgehammer and a watermelon. There you go. So the bard, of, uh, well, and Tasha's, the bard has optional class features like all of these other class uh, uh, subclasses we've run across. Of course, the keyword keyword being optional. So discuss with your DM whether or not uh, they're going to allow that in their game. And DMs, please be open to your uh, to your players' wants and desires and, and needs, but. Uh, you get additional bard spells and that's a first level bards feature so right out of the uh, right out of the gate you're uh getting an uh an expanded bard list
1: it's a pretty good list too it is. Uh, a lot of these are could be fun yeah going could be real fun i mean first level color and command those could be very useful for
0: like a, uh an 80s style hairband rocker i mean there's a <laughs> lot you could do with that i mean if you're uh if you're going that type of bard, then the, uh, the, the, uh, pelvic thrust with the microphone stand is not optional. Yes. It, it has it is, to be it done, is mandatory. Yes. But then, you know, color spray, of course, whilst doing so just adds to the effect on stage. And, you know, if, uh, and with the absence of, you know, the mirrored ball. Right. Right. And, uh. Well, I can go south real quick. Um, and the and the command spell, you know, throw your braziers and your your garters and the whatnot up on
1: on the stage. Save the coin for later. Yes. Second level, uh, aid, enlarge, reduce, mirror image, and I, mean, I love mirror image. I love enlarge.
0: <laughs> um, it's not living large. It's enlarge, <laughs> enlarge. Yeah, I I love I love the enlarge spell. There's a lot of fun things you could do with the enlarge spell. You know you're you're running up against a terask, right? You uh enlarge your your Goliath barbarian and now you got a big ass kaiju fight going on. <laughs> um, you just got to hope it resolves before the spell wears off because that could be a problem for your Goliath barbarian.
1: It's all a matter of timing. Just before he bites his head, boom. <laughs> yeah, reduce shrinks, re- Not so going. fun. That's, but. third level, uh, intellect fortress Mass healing word and slow. Mass healing word is cool. Yep.
0: It is. I want to say that there was a psionics ability in AD&D was. that was either was named exactly it the is. same it or It was similar. named
1: exactly the same,
0: yeah. That's why I said, oh, I want to take a look at that. I wonder how it matches up. We'll have to get down to the Lyceum afterwards and, and, and do a little do a side-by-side. Yep. Well, I was just giving it a quick peek,
2: and it gives you resistance to psychic damage.
0: I think that's exactly what the... Um,
2: no, the psionic one actually, if I remember correctly, because I played uh, psionics, I still have the books. Um, actually, kind of guarded your mind from other different f- forms of attacks. Yeah, um, definitely, it was a lot more involved. Yes, it was a lot. It was math heavy. Yeah, yeah.
0: everything about A and D and D was was math heavy. Um, the best math tutor one could possibly ask for yep. was uh, every book. For advanced dungeons (laughs) and dragons. So I miss the Thaco system. Yep, the Thaco system. Ah, the
1: Thaco system. Fourth level, Phantasmal Killer. You better make sure you tip your bard. That's right. There's some (laughs) something's following you home. Yep. Fifth level, Rary's telepathic bond. Ritual. Prep that one up ahead of time. Sixth level, Heroes Feast. Because everyone's happier when there's a meal. Yep. yep. And there's a lot of uh, bonuses that come along with that. Now, right? oh, is it the spell or the cookbook? It's <laughs> <That's> the spell. <laughs> Seventh level Dream of the Blue Veil and Prismatic Spray. I read Prismatic Spray and all I could think of was about your pelvic thrust on the mic. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Just... You got to end the show on a high note, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Eighth level. Uh, Antipathy and sympathy, gotta make them cry somehow. That's, that's it. right. Yeah, love me, love me. Ninth level, prismatic wall. Gotta keep them away. Gotta from keep them away from <laughs> it afterwards. Yeah.
0: So that's how the Beatles did it.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you thought it was just the hairdos. So at, cool, cool spell list.
0: Yeah, it, not a bad one at all. A lot of kind of flavor spells. That's you know, spells. Yeah. You could do. You could do a lot of cool stuff. With your bard casting these spells. Yeah, even
2: at a show, you know, then you throw yeah. a command in there and
0: clap. Everybody's yes. just clapping and, you know, for the duration of that spell. Yeah. Non-stop. So at second level, you get um, magical inspiration. So if a creature has a bardic inspiration die from you and casts a spell that restores hit points or deals damage, the creature can roll that die and choose a target affected by the spell add the number rolled as a bonus to the hit points regained or the damage dealt. The Bardic Inspiration die is then lost. So that's... That's pretty cool. That That is pretty cool. I want to say, and I may be wrong, I want to. you probably know better than I, Lou. I want to say your Inspiration die is a bard. goes all the way up to its... I know it
1: starts it's, at it's D6, big. D8. D6. Yep. Yeah. And do D8. Like that. Yeah, it's progressive.
0: Yeah, when, when you hit those, like... Higher levels, it's it's big.
1: Yeah, it's it can be. Well, I mean, it's it's a bonus no matter what. Yeah, a- any bonus is better than mm. any no bonus, bonus is a good bonus. Yes, it and, is. And when you got a D eight, I mean, you roll that eight. If you're in combat and you're trying to use this to to affect you know damage, I mean, well, that's a hit die. Mm-hmm. It's effectively a hit die, especially if you add an, you know, anything else on top of that. I mean, just to the D eight, that's a hit die. Yep. On top of anything else you're doing or anything anyone else is doing, same thing could go for healing too. Right. Yeah, That gives you back a hit die. So that's substantial. I like it.
0: So bardic versatility, right? At fourth level you get this? Yes. We're still in those, those optional uh, bard features. Right. Um, whenever you reach a level in this class that grants the ability score improvement feature, you can do one of the following, representing a change in focus as you use your skills and magic. So you can replace one of your skills, you choose... For the expertise feature with one of your other skill proficiencies that isn't benefiting from expertise. And you can replace one cantrip you learned from this class's spellcasting feature with another cantrip from the bard spell list. So it allows you a little bit of little wiggle room. A little there. reset depending on where yeah. you're yeah, sitting with
1: your, your performances or your situations. I call it a little bit of growth. Yeah, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and that's right because uh your your skills like in the real world as as you stop practicing them, you kind of lose lose that proficiency and you begin to gain proficiencies in those skills that that you're using more frequently.
1: So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Especially well, your, your for- skill set changes and so does your interests which yeah, yeah. drives
2: your your skill set. So Well, just think about it when you're at first level, you're not sure what you're going to need, but by the time you're fourth level, you know, your skills or expertise may need to change.
0: Yeah, and based on the campaign you're playing, you yep. know, you have an effective session 0 and you know your DM's laying things out and you're like, "Well, you know, I just hit 4th level or 8th level or 12th level or whatever, you know. Um, I can I could start swapping some some skills out for ones that I think are going to come in handy during this particular campaign.
1: Especially when the first 3 levels I haven't used that skill very yeah, often exactly. and I really wish I had this one because, yep. you know, my the way I play my character is directed in this particular direction, and this doesn't support it, but that would. So at, this the allowed-
2: same, at the same time, this allows for, um, I'll say, role-playing thematics. Mm, uh, yep. We said it before, whereas if I wanted to learn, I know I'm coming up to fourth level. I want to learn something from Bill's character. Bill could start teaching me at third level. At least now I can say this is why I should be able to swap out this skill for this skill.
0: Yeah, and that's, and that's a good point you bring up, too, because t- just don't, as DMs, just don't... Th- Allow someone to swap skills out. You know, ask them.
1: because yeah, the book says so. Yeah,
0: ask why. You know, how'd you learn mm-hmm. it? When did you? You know, find the time to do that? And, um you know, this is how much it's 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 going to cost because you're just not going to wake up one morning and be like, you know what, I'm I'm more skilled at at athletics. I'm, you know, I have expertise in athletics now. Why have you been going to the gym? Nah. But I stayed at a holiday in it yeah I, I I read a lot of books, <laughs> and I watched a lot of youtube Dude. videos on on fitness, and I did order uh sweat to the oldies
2: well that's like me you know being an i t guy and saying i 'm going to wake up tomorrow oh i 'm going to be a doctor today. I watch a lot of youtube videos yeah, it don't work it, it, yeah it, it does work that so way.
0: there should be a cost and well, time and money associated with that, and players just be understanding of that i've
1: said a number of times, and I said it for decades justify, justify your changes, justify, I mean, if you're going to make a drastic change, if it's incremental, you know, Hey, I've been practicing with my sword every night and now I have this new skill. I was seeing it before and I'm just going to keep practicing. Okay. You can kind of let that slide, but this is a change of your skill set. Yep. You need to justify that. And I've done that forever. Yep. Forever. You know, like Lou said, you know, if you sit at my table, you know, you're going to change that fourth, you better start training at third in third level. And, you know, I'm, I, every time I have time, I'm, I'm going to spend time with this character, and this character is going to show me some of those skills, and we're going to try this, and we're going to try that. And play it out. Okay, uh, in this game, your DC is an 18. Yeah, that's awful high, and you're going to miss it most of the time. But you're just learning, so your DC is an 18 or a 19. And then a couple weeks of gameplay, your DC is now a 17. And a couple weeks more, your DC is now a 15. And bring it down to a manageable 12, after three, four, five successes, set a benchmark and consecutive, five times row, boom, you're ready to go. Yep. And now, now when you get to your next class or your next level and you're ready to make these skill set changes, you're all set to go. You've justified it and it's a smooth transition and you've played it out at the table. So the, the players have seen you enacting this all the time. And even in combat, I'm going to try it. Okay, your, your DC is still a 16. Yeah, but I'm going to try it anyways because it'll work. I know it'll work, and it doesn't work, or maybe it does. Either way, it's like yes, and then you try it again, and no, and then again no, and then or right, I want that roller coaster ride. Yes, but let them play it out. But the justification can be fun as it's played out at the table.
0: Yeah, I think the key is is to always remember it's 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 a role playing game, so it's not like you're uh, playing World of Warcraft or Elder Scrolls Online where you could just switch things out in your paper doll or choose a new talent tree or whatever. It's 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 very different. A whole different dynamic, um, entirely. So do it do it right. Uh, yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well well do it right. It, it adds depth to your character, and I think you do you do the game, the campaign, the other players and characters, and yourself as a player a tremendous disservice if you just write down a new cantrip or or if you just um, choose another skill to be you know uh, to have expertise in. You know, where's where's the where's the why?
1: Exactly. Or the how.
0: Or the how. Yeah, the yeah. how.
1: Yeah. All right, so Bard colleges.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Third level. You,
0: are these like universities or more like a community college? Can you go to like two years at a Bard college and get an associate's degree in you're, eloquence or you're, something? You're a
1: Bard. It's, it's probably more like community. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I would definitely say community. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So I would imagine the parties at like a Bardic University would be pretty badass. Epic. Absolutely yeah. epic. Yeah. There'd uh, there'd be a lot of aspiration. Um, <laughs> a lot of a lot of police showing up for noise complaints. Um, who eventually um, end up just dancing along with everyone else anyways.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that bar's gonna use command to say dance. <laughs> dance. <laughs>
0: dance copper. Um All right. I digress.
1: So at third level, uh Barnes Gains the Bard College feature which offers you the choice of some subclass the following options are available when you are making that choice the College of creation and the College of eloquence
0: so we're talking the College of creation. college of creation that's some neat stuff in here and I've I've done a lot of a lot of thinking about this like you know how this fits into a game what different avenues you could take as, as a GM or a player to kind of add a little bit of a little bit of flavor to it.
1: Oh, there's lots of flavor here. Uh, just the, the way they think. It, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a different philosophy. It's a whole different philosophy. Bards believe the cosmos is a work of art, the creation of the first dragons and gods. Uh, that creative work includes harmonies that continue to resound through the existence today, a power known as the song of creation. That just sounds cool.
0: And song has held... Um, has been a very powerful art form since, Forever. Well, since our our our
1: species was, I don't know, introduced. You know, it's well stories and songs is how knowledge was passed. Yeah. long long before literacy, and
0: it's it's almost like it's a uh, it's kind of a primordial thing. It's it's um, it's been present even even before the gods. You know, and 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 this power and this energy you pull directly from. The fabric of, of of the cosmos from the universe, so it's it's um. It well, almost it's almost like a very elven thing, like a very ancient fae
1: kind of practice. Well, I'd say fae more than elven. Yeah. yeah. Even today, in in today's technology, you can actually listen to the song of the universe being created. I mean, it's white noise, but that's what Seti listens to, and they look for patterns in there that possibly could be signs of intelligent life through mathematical sounds, you know, or, or mathematical combinations and things like that. So this even in real life the, the song of creation's out there sounds a little bit like white noise, but it's out there.
0: So what do we get? Now dwarves and gnomes are encouraged uh, encourage their bards to become students of the song of creation. And why? Now why do you, that's all they give you. Why? Why do you suppose like dwarves and gnomes would be the ones that are more apt to become students of the song of creation or or why
1: as as a collective people there's that encouragement? Well, dwarves are you well, I can't say universally, but are stereotyped into the thing where they're one with the world, one with the earth. Yep. They're, they're they're digging up the minerals, they're following the veins of minerals through the earth itself and gems and minerals that they're fine crafting these metals into tools. So they're in tune with the world in a tactile fashion.
0: Yeah. And I can see, um, I can see their, their versions of these songs being almost like working songs, you know, oh, yeah. kind of, you know, it's like their cover of, you know, whatever you know every every (laughs) every race has their cover of this certain song yep um and almost like um was that uh the mongolian throat singing or yeah (laughs) very very deep and baritone and um just kind of that that rhythm to keep you swinging a pickaxe or or a shovel or whatever um and you know, I T- think Tennessee already Ford is yeah. their their god. <laughs> <laughs> Loaded sixteen tons. What do you get? And or working in the coal mine by Toto. Yeah. Debbie <laughs> God. <laughs> and and to your uh, and to your point with the dwarves, I I would think the gnomes uh, similarly. You know, they have yes. a a bond to uh, nature, and where where they're not. Um, uh, Mining through mountains, they're they're building burrows, you know, and, and and tunneling in their own right. But that that bond to the natural world is there, and they have uh, an affinity for for gemstones and and those sparkly things well, too. Again, these are two
1: two races that are have a tactile oneness with the earth, you know, and and everything around them. Everyone else walks on the grounds; these people live in it. Yeah. They they work it. That that's their lifeblood.
2: Well, just think if they were down in the crystal mines, you know, the the the, the crystals would be resonating all these different sounds for them. So that's a, another thing yeah. they have going for them too.
0: So yeah, I mean, going to a a dwarven town or city or something, there would almost be like that background thrum of, you know, the their their bards maybe maybe their bards, um, their College of Creation bards are employed by various uh mining clans or or smithing clans to um you know kind of like sing these sing these spells and these things into creation um or even just working out of taverns at night or whatever but there'd always be that kind of like I don't know that that dwarven version of elevator music you know it's always in the background what comes to mind
1: is the um the monks yeah, with, You know, the, yeah. where you got that you know, that constant, you know, oh, nay, 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 nay. you know, off in the background, there's there's almost someone singing in Latin somewheres, you know, along with a few guys, and you can hear it resonating through the halls, and that, that would be constantly going all the time. And, and maybe even, like,
0: Gnomish settlements, their burrows are made to carry these sounds more effectively throughout the tunnels and, you know, in their... And their and their burrows or warrens or whatever it is mm-hmm. they they would culturally call these 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 settlements.
1: Now, so what, that's what about the Dragonborn?
0: Well, yeah, what about them? Uh, yeah. So we we see in this in this picture, uh, and it's and it's cool because it's 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 very uncharacteristic, right? Whenever you see a Dragonborn, they've got like a battle axe and a shield or a sword and a shield. They're depicted as warriors. You know, they're big, strong warriors. And here you got one playing a banjo you know and he's got his dreadlocks you know and he's a cool dragonborn and it looks like he's singing his heart out and there's this lady dancing with a statue um very uh it's kind of a you know uh, uncharacteristic depiction of a dragonborn which is which is cool because it breaks the mold it's like you know your dragonborn can really be anything you want your dragonborn to be it doesn't have to be a warrior Sure, it's it's optimized, you know, and it's and and that's a great class option or paladin even for them, but yes, why not a bard? Why not? You know, right. th- step outside it's of that. A,
1: it's a society, and there's a lot of different people there,
0: in a society. Yeah, and that's um, and I th- I think that's probably the biggest tenet of this book is that you know you're you're not all all people aren't exactly the same stereotyped, right? So you're you know you're gonna have dragonborn shopkeepers or dragonborn bards. So I was pretty cool. I was happy to to see that.
1: I'm glad you finally found a picture in the book you liked.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, man, especially after that. 27
1: pages, but, you know, you finally found one you like.
0: Yeah, I don't even want to talk about the other one. I mean, Robert Pattinson I'm cool with, but <laughs> the piggytail Barbarian, still uh, I still find it upsetting. I called Conan the Barbarian last week, and I apologized to him. What did he have to say to you? Crush the enemies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so amongst to dragonborn the song creation is revered for legends portraying bahamut and Diamat, the greatest of dragons as two of the song's first singers i like that yeah it makes a lot of sense it, i like that it, it it does and i i can't wait to do an
0: episode on those two
1: yes uh well it'll have to be two yeah it'll have to be <laughs> i think so each one deserves their own episode so now we get into some of these uh, some of these other abilities. The mote of Potential. This I like. Whenever you give a creature a bardic inspiration die, you can utter a note from the Song of Creation to create a tiny moat of potential, which orbits within three feet of that creature. The moat is intangible and invulnerable, and it lasts until the bardic inspiration die is lost. It looks like a musical note, a star, a flower, or any other symbol... Of, Art or life that you can choose. When the ki- when the creature uses the bardic inspiration die, the moat provides an additional effect based on whether the die benefits an ability check, an attack roll, or a saving throw, and they got it detailed below. But that gets this little thing floating around your head. That is, well, it it, it harkens back to like the the ion stones. I was going to say that, yeah, but those can be snatched. These you can't touch.
2: No, you can't touch them. I'm not too keen on that. No, how no. come? Reminds me of a video game.
1: Yeah, it, it yeah, it does. It kind yeah. of it, it kind of does. Um we'll see as someone who doesn't play a lot of video games. It, it looks know, at, least, it does, at least not on my, you know, Nintendo sixty four.
0: It, it <laughs> does look like a spell effect that you would see on like a buff or something. Yes. Yep. Um that you
1: would see in World of Warcraft or EverQuest or, or, one, ever those, quest or one of those. Yeah. Um all right. So to get around that. What I would do is make it a temporary tattoo on their cheek, their forehead, their like arm. That. Okay, I can deal with that. And it appears there, and it might might softly go. It might even move. You know, maybe it'd be a, a butterfly that's slowly fluttering its wings. So, change it up a little bit. The effects are still the same. All it is just a the, the, how you're going to present it, right? But that's how I would change that, and, just so that, to make Lou happy.
2: It, and that's I would live with that. You know, I just seeing this magical moat float around somebody's head or your head or whatever. It just it brings me back to like the MMORPG games.
0: Yeah, and and when I when I was reading this, I was like, you know, there there is there is that, and and that was really one of the things I disliked the most about Fourth Edition was it it reminded me too much of an MMO, um, and I don't want my I mean, when you dip your 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 Hershey's into into your Skippies, that's a good thing, right? But I don't I don't want my uh, I don't want my uh, my my RPG to be dipped into my MMO. I just don't think it works.
1: Two great tastes that do not take, taste great together. Right.
0: Exactly. So well
1: said now, let's go into these these three different uh, abilities. An ability check. Uh, When a creature rolls the Bardic Inspiration Die to add it to an ability check, the creature can roll the Bardic Inspiration Die again and choose which roll to use as the moat pops and emits a colorful, harmless sparks for a moment. Not too bad. Not too bad. Basically, you got advantage on your Bardic Inspiration Die. too, Too anime for
0: me. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, I would just, I would just have a, uh, like, like a pulsing orb, and then when it's used, it, it dissipates. But, pops and, but I like anime sprinkles and glitter and stuff like that. Maybe remember, I mean that, I look, don't, that remember, looked great I don't. With Sailor Moon barbarian <laughs> over on page twenty six. But
1: <laughs> all right, we call that the Care Bear barbarian. By the way. Attack roll. Uh immediately after the creature rolls the Bardic inspiration die. To add it to an attack roll against a target, the moat thunderously shatters the target and each creature of your choice that you can see within five feet of it must succeed on a constitution saving throw against your spell save DC or take thunder damage equal to the number rolled on the Bardic Inspiration Die. You gotta like that one, Lou. You gotta like that
2: one. I like the thunder damage part. I just don't like the whole spell, the moat thing floating around.
1: Uh, well, for you, we're going to do tattoos.
2: I, again, we're, I will go with that. We're, we're going to go with,
1: you know, teddy slow, bear slow, tattoos. Slowly, little animated tattoos. A little ducky. That's it. A Sailor Moon barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> All the good stuff. Saving throws. Immediately after the creature rolls the bardic inspiration die and adds it to his saving throw, the moat vanishes with a sound of soft music causing the creature to gain temporary hit points equal to the number rolled on the Bardic Inspiration Die, plus your constitution modifier, minimum of one. Charisma modifier. Charisma. Oh, oh, charisma, sorry. Fix your glasses. Yep, they're dirty. Charisma modifier. So, you get you get hit points back.
0: What sort of what are you gonna say soft, with you? soft music do you suppose would be, be playing? Like Captain and Tennille? Kenny G. <laughs> Kenny G or something yeah, like... A little saxophone going... The Partridge Family. Muskrat Love. yeah. (laughs) Celine Dion. Who's the one that does all the the background music for the ASPCA where you're watching all the sad dogs and you're like, oh my God, you can't watch it because you're going to break down. uh, Sarah McLaughlin.
1: Okay. Yeah. I know she's sponsored. Does she do the music too? Uh, Yeah, yeah. the uh,
0: Arms of an Angel. Yeah, I can see that playing in the background when
1: you're – you know, your, your saving throw goes off. Are we going to ever have an episode where we don't piss off some celebrity somewhere?
0: I'm hoping they tweet out their <laughs> anger so people are like, oh, i got to go check these guys out, you know?
1: Yeah, we, if we didn't get anything from the the Pesci and DeVito episode, then uh Yeah, I'm, wait, probably, I'm yeah. waiting
0: for Robert Pattinson to send us an email <laughs> saying how much he loved that episode where he was mentioned in. Do a good job with Batman, Robert. We're yeah. counting on you. The, so is Ben Affleck. So the the
1: motive potential is pretty good. You just, you might want to you know keep some of your players happy by changing the the way it manifests itself. Um, that that's where being a good DM comes in, knowing your people at your table and saying, "All right, this is not going to work because it's you know way too Sailor Moon for our group. So we're going to change it to something a little bit different." Yeah. All that is is just the the theatrics. The effects are the effects. The flavor. The flavor, performance of creation. This is,
0: this is pretty neat. I, I like I like where they're going with the. Th- this um,
1: one could be fun.
0: Yeah, um, this is third level, uh, College of Creation feature. As an action, you can channel the magic of the Song of Creation to create one non-magical item of your choice in an unoccupied space within ten feet of you. So this item must appear on a surface or in a liquid that can support it. Uh, gold piece value of the item can't be more than twenty times your bard level, and the item must be medium or smaller. The item glimmers softly, and a creature can faintly hear music when touching it. The created item appears after a number of hours equal to your, or disappears after a number of hours equal to your proficiency bonus. For examples, the items you can create see the equipment chapter, the player's handbook, um, or look about the room, or look about the room. Yeah. <laughs> um, because you know, why not get creative with it? I mean, it is—is is, the name is well, performance un, un, of creation. Unla- right?
1: Unlike the wonderful piece of artwork in the previous page, not every bar or tavern has a statue in it. Right, um,
0: but you know, flagons and the whatnot, and fancy Hats, uh, hat fancy stands, bottles,
1: hat stands. Yeah, go sort of go thing. full blown Beauty the Beast. Kind I was of thing. just going to say, you can, <laughs> you can uh, if you have enough bards, you can get a real Disney movie going on this one. Between that and a few homunculus, yeah. <laughs>
0: What is plural for homunculuses, homunculus, or homunculi? I think it's homunculi. Yeah, That sounds right. Lou, research that. Homunculi. Already researched.
2: Did you? I don't believe him. It's
1: homunculi. I don't believe him. Um, He's a tech guy. You never know when he's really talking. He just starts that gibberish, and you just nod your head because you go into a funk, and you're just stuck listening to him. Yeah. He went to the... uh, He's
0: uh, (laughs) King king shit of the Kaka tribe over there you know he's (laughs) full of baloney once you create an item with this feature you can't do so again until you finish long rest um, unless you expend a spell slot of second level or higher to use this feature again and you can only have one item created by this feature at a time if you use this action and already have an item of this from this feature the first one immediately vanishes so poof it's gone and the size of the item you can create with this feature increases by one size category. When you reach 6th level, goes up to large and to huge at, uh, at 14th level.
1: So at 6th level, you can make the outhouse dance, but at uh, 14th level, you can make the cottage dance. Yeah. I think a dancing outhouse would be comical. That that would be. I, I, this is the fodder especially of a, if, especially uh, if you wait till someone goes inside. Yeah, a, a bard comedian. <laughs> this is
2: yes, yes. Oh, while wow, this ability does sound cool. It, it to me, it, it seems like they kind of borrowed it from the cleric uh, of the forge, and a little bit from the um, artificer.
1: Yeah, yeah. I well, that's why I said youmonculus. Yeah, because
2: you know, it, it, I was thinking you know that's sort of what the uh, forge cleric can do already. He can make items, you know, non magic items from nothing already. So it looks like they're borrowing stuff from other classes to give other classes as well. The sharing the wealth is what it looks like.
0: Yeah, and and if I can digress for just a moment. Yes, you may. By um, all this, means this is um this is one of the the concerns I have with the direction that 5th edition is going in. Um where and we talked about this off off the mic earlier. It's it's almost like there is a um there's a, a singularity that's happening with with the characters where they're, they're all gonna end up kind of the same you know Homogenizing. The, yeah and uh, and that's and that's that's awful you know and yeah. the same thing with you know character races and stuff and I get where they're going with this because not every person from every every species is is the same you know they're there's they're individuals but I think you you lose a lot of the special.
2: And that's why I think, like, I, I kind of call myself a purist because I really don't multi-class characters too often. I don't think I have ever have, really. And um, I just like that if I'm going to play a character, it should be that character and it should be played pure. That's how, that's just my take. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, while we all try to min-max a little bit. Um, yeah, I think, I think when you, When you yeah. start multi-classing, you're trying to max everything. Um, yeah. You know, this is like the same thing with ability scores, you know. I I don't get it sometimes.
0: But I think with this it's like okay everybody can have magic. So magic's no longer special. Everybody can have healing. So healing's no longer special. Yep. So there's no there's no uh wheelhouse.
1: You know, it, it's it's, it's just like point, everybody can have anything. It's getting to the point where you have to try really hard not to wield magic.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's um, you have
1: to be a commoner to do that. Yeah. pretty and much and then you're not an adventurer when you do that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but when you when you do stuff like this when everybody has the ability to do or try everything then then who is special? Yes, nobody.
1: Everybody's no, like nobody
0: stands out a cookie cutter. they um it's just it's just gray. You know, there's no um there's no blasts of vibrant color. There's no purples, there's no oranges, there's you know there's there's no no stripes. There's no rainbows. It's it's just it's it's shapes filled in with gray. You know there's no uniqueness, and that's uh that's a shame. And that just may be from an old grognard who's looking at like all this new stuff they're putting out and questioning why. It, yeah, why? Well, at the
1: very when we first picked up fifth edition, one of the first things I said is why is everyone casting magic? Yeah,
2: or why can almost everybody heal? Yeah, in yeah. some sort of fashion either whether it be themselves or
1: somebody else. Right. And I, now don't get me wrong. I enjoy fifth edition because of the direction they started off in. I just would warn them to be careful because you're right. It looks like they're homogenizing everything.
0: Yeah. It's, it's like, all right, let's get back to basics. And now that we're back to basics, let's start, start building everything up again like we did before when we needed to get back to basics and mm-hmm. then we'll get back to basics again when it gets too cumbersome and unwieldy and then the whole process will start, start all over, over again.
2: Here. It just to me it sounds like it's trying to, they're trying to do make it a little video game esque.
0: Yeah, and and that's um video games are wonderful and I enjoy playing video games, but sitting at a table with your friends um you know and watching them touch all your carefully created terrain with their Cheetos fingers and having a good time and laughing and goofing around and you know you know, raging when they roll a, a zero or a one. No, only you, you can my, roll my, a zero. My, yeah, only, only you can roll maybe. a zero. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's nothing that nothing that beats that, and a, and a uh, video game can't even can't even come close. You Correct.
1: Know? Yeah, this is a tabletop RPG. This but is not a video game. We've been digressing for a little bit. Let's get back on topic. All right. <sighs> Cracking the whip. Okay, so we move on to sixth level uh, with the animating performance. This is interesting. This is where your dancing dancing statue comes from. Uh, As an action, you can target a large or small non-magical item you can see within 30 feet of you and animate it. The animated item uses the dancing item stat block, which is right above it, uh, which uses your proficiency bonus. The item is friendly to you and your companions and obeys your commands. It lives for one hour until it's reduced to zero hit points or until you die. So you have a little bit of a time frame there. In combat, the item shares your initiative count, but takes its turn immediately after yours. It can move and use its reaction on its own, but the only action it takes on its turn is the dodge action unless you take a bonus action on your turn to command it and take another action. The action can be one in its stat blocks or something, some other action. Uh, If you are incapacitated, the item can take any action of its choice, not just dodge. So it has, there's a little anonymity there with it.
2: A little. Uh, again, that feels like they borrowed this one from the wizard from Animated Object. Yeah. Yep. And while I think the bard should have something like that, I mean, they give it a little twist, so I guess it's okay. I just think they should just come, try to come up with
0: things a little bit more original. Yeah, and this is a reprint. The College of Eloquence was in Mythic Odysseys of th- Theros. Uh, Theros, Theros, yep. yep. You know, just like the uh, the Artificer class was in uh, Eberron. Eberron. So, and, and I get, I guess, I guess, get what they're trying to do is they're trying to pull some of this stuff together so you can use it for the Adventurers League, and maybe for another reason that I might be missing. But I feel a little, feel a little ripped off. You know, I already have those books. <laughs> I don't want this again. I already got it once. Shame on you. But you do, have you do have that
1: one brand new piece of artwork you like. so Thank goodness for that. There you go. S- silver linings. Yep. Silver linings. I knew you'd like Sailor Moon. Who
0: doesn't <laughs> like Sailor Moon? I just don't like my barbarians dressed like her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so once you animate uh, an item with this feature, you can't do so again until you finish a long rest unless you expend a spell slot of third level or higher to use this feature again. You can only have one item animated by this feature at a time if you use this action and already have a dancing item from this feature. The first one immediately becomes inanimate. So, the, the stat block's not too bad. Um, immutable form, uh, irrepressive dance, force empowered slam, so you can use it for combat. Uh, just the one that catches me is dark vision, 60 feet. Why would you give a chair? Dark vision. Wouldn't tremor sense be for an inanimate object make more sense? Vibrations, things like that.
2: Well, I think I don't know. I'm only guessing because they figured they were making it from an inanimate to uh, animate. Um, I I can't even. I don't even know why it would have any sense at all.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, well it it has to it has to be able to dodge. When, and it'll be able to dodge and move it on its own while you're. Unconscious or incapacitated. Okay. So there's a certain there's a small amount of anonymity there, where it, it, it can move on its own. But I just think dark vision seems
2: odd. I would just give it regular vision. Then in that case, well, that's why. Well, so like I yeah. said,
1: it's inanimate. It doesn't mean eyes are mainly going to pop on it. So to give it tremor sense. It'll be able to sense the move, motions of what's going around. I personally, I think that would make more sense. I'd carry my own inanimate
0: object around with me because it says it'd be large or smaller construct. So I'd have like a little, I'd have an action figure. I'd probably have (laughs) an action figure that looks exactly like my bard character. And then I'd toss that bad boy down and do my thing. And me and my action figure would would get busy. Thematically,
1: that's pretty cool. I will give it that. And you now have the enlarge spell. If so I, if you need to make it a guide like, you, <laughs> if you need it to, well, it just make it life size yeah. so it can dance with the pretty girls and you know, in the, in the front, there you go. Yeah. Okay. And, that
2: thematic, I will give it that th- this is good for the part. And I, I, I'd, I'd,
1: I'd spend some, I'd spend some money
0: on it too. I wouldn't want, you know, like a, uh, you know, this raggedy looking little doll. I, I mean, I, I'd, I'd go and be like, Hey, artificers, make me make me a mini me that I could carry around in like my belt pouch or something. you know he'd have his own spot. It'd be like you know gamers when they carry around their minis, you know they have like the foam that they rest them in. I'd have that. I pull it out and boom take out my you know I don't know
2: that's my, my heroic scale
0: action figure of me you know like the g.i joes there you go um except it would would have a lot more muscle yeah the old school g.i joes it would be an idealized me yeah (laughs) i mean come on it has a strength of
2: 18 yeah
0: yeah i mean my my strength's pretty pretty close to that like a seven um but yeah i would i would definitely have have something like you'd be dressed like me and everything i'd have outfits too he'd be like a guy barbie you know where it's like all right i I'm gotta, sure that
1: would be in a separate case, of course. Yeah, I gotta put him in his adventuring gear. All in miniature coat hangers and Yeah. I mean, why not? Well well yeah. Armor class sixteen. Well, natural armor, that's that's not bad. That's not bad. That's actually pretty good. and,
0: and when you're at it when you're at a gig or something like that, you really, I mean, enlarging him like you said, yeah. so he could dance around with all the you know all Or the, or
1: if worse comes to worst, now he becomes your your uh security you know out in front. Yeah.
0: Or I'd, have, or I'd have two of them. I'd have a, a, a male version and a female version of me, though a female version of me would be absolutely terrifying. So I don't know if any, any guys in the crowd would want to dance with a female version of me. It looked like a half orc. <laughs> um, I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that vision just left me speechless. So I'd be a redhead too. So a creative crescendo. Fourteenth level. Fourteenth level.
0: This is your your, your your big capstone feature for the particular Bard College. So when you use your performance of creation feature, you can create more than one
1: item at once. There you go. Now your two figures can dance with each other. Dance
0: away. The number of items equals your charisma modifier, minimum of two items. If you create an item that would exceed that number, you choose which of the previously created items disappears. Only one of these items can be of the maximum size you can create, and the rest must be small or tiny. You are no longer limited by gold piece value in creating items with your performance of creation. So having read that Yes. Right, here's here's my, oh, here Id- it comes. Here's my <laughs>
1: idea for for the bard. I think Lou's head's um, gonna explode over there. <laughs>
0: the the College of Creation Bard. So he would be like Jeff Dunham, right? He'd have he'd have he'd be a, like a ventriloquist. I'm sorry, Jeff and uh he would that's that's what two of the three of us like you yeah and and basically there'd be a mini me and maybe maybe even if i was like with a party of adventurers and they were my buddies i'd have a little person for each of them and i'd field an (laughs) army of these little minions little combats out there. yeah
1: and and be like go forth and do my bidding well the rest got to be small and tiny so your female half orc of yourself would be the big monster in the middle and all the others would be combat. It'd be like and- dumping out
0: my box of
1: whiz kids,
0: pre-painted minis <laughs> and, and those booster packs piss me off because I never get what I'm looking for. I always get like, Oh, another goddamn cobalt um, and, and letting them run amok. Like, can you imagine? It'd be like one of those, uh, those creepy horror movies, like from the seventies, like uh, maybe I'd carry a tiki doll, you know, like a, a little angry tiki doll guy with a spear and, and a shield. And uh the puppet master, yeah, you know, set set him on on some uh, some baddies, but you could have like an entire army like in your backpack and just dump it out. You know, when danger strikes, just dump them all out and they pop up. And
2: see, I see this as a Scott Snowmish bard or halfling bard having two female dolls, so he can have the time of his life that night. Oh,
0: jeez. <laughs> If I have a high enough charisma.
1: <laughs> That's just it, wrong. It, and he's uh, going to either, either use so reduced so many or really large.
2: Levels,
0: either on himself or the dolls. <laughs> <laughs> this this went south quick. Luke, Thank you, Lou. Lou can't be trusted. This and this and this He's is supposed what, to be directing yeah, us. Lou cannot be trusted with this type of power. You know, no. he needs an Uncle Ben to tell him with great power comes great <laughs> responsibility. But when when I when I Get done crafting <laughs> my uh, my all bard D and D story. Yes, one of them is going to be um, one of them is going to be a performance of creation uh, bard because that has a ton of potential at the higher levels. Like yes. I think it would be awesome to just field a small army. And and send them, and, and then you know you'd probably have to have an artificer or something in there so they could fix the dolls that get inevitably stomped on, <laughs> you know, by the bugbear you set them on. But imagine, imagine setting like 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 five or six of them out of your backpack and them crawling all over a big bugbear, you know, <laughs> like ants and everything stabbing away. You know, your little tiki
1: guy getting them. The mini, the like I mean, those you, horror movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, force empowered slam. It's a D10 plus your uh proficiency bonus that would be a little that'd be a substantial little army yeah it would it would be nasty
0: <laughs> it, and it would be awesome to see that so maybe like i'd go do shows you know and one of them would sit on my lap and he'd be like he's the greatest ventriloquist so the ever because guy, that like, little version of him Martin is just, just like
1: because everyone knows doing his someone thing like this in your own and you can't but even see oh, his wait, hand up his butt please please yeah you'd friend, just be
0: sitting there you know friend. you have your hands behind your head you know or you'd be drinking a beer Juggling or whatever. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, I don't know how the I don't know how he would stand up like in a fight or on like an adventure, but he'd be fun as heck to play. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I could get behind that. You you know, (laughs) that'd be awesome. (laughs) Whose head's going to pop? (laughs) (laughs) You could do a lot with that. See, it's like just because your party is all the same class doesn't mean it's going to be boring. Oh, right? by no means. Because you can, you know, maybe sure you'll have a little bit of overlap, but everybody's got their niche. Uh, you know, their 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 niche. Yeah. yeah. So you you um you got this guy who's like he's a ventriloquist, right? So that's like his his thing. And maybe you got you know the rocker bard, you know, who just uh, shreds on his axe. Then you have the you have the folk singer. Yeah, and then and then you get. You know the College of Eloquence, but we're going to talk about that next week because I have an idea for what kind of bard I would play with the College of Eloquence. Oh, and, uh, yeah, I and and in constructing, you know the the all bard D and D story, um, <laughs> you know this uh, this College of Eloquence would certainly have a uh, uh, a role in that too. But that'll be that'll have to that, be next. That's week That's for another week. But if you're interested in in an all bard uh, adventure, go back all the way to our lich episode, yes. where we talk about uh, the Archlich uh, Rolling Stones guitars, Keith Richards. Oh, right? oh yeah, the Archlich <laughs> Keith, Keith Richards. Richards. And uh, but yeah, we'll we'll fill in the gaps next week.
2: <laughs> and that's a look at the Bardic College of Creation. Stay tuned for next week when we talk to Bardic College of Eloquence. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us out on Facebook at The Dungeon Masters Dojo, or you can drop us an email at The Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you, and have a good day.